On this week's episode of The Act, the 2017 playoff projections are in. We'll talk about that and much more. You're listening to The Act. This one is going into the record book. The 2017. We are back after a week-long hiatus, guys. How was your weekend? Welcome into CA for <laughs> It was good. It was like a 1970s. It was a quali- quality weekend. I'm just glad to have the Yak back. Uh, two se- two weekends left in the regular season. Season's winding down. It's getting cold across the league. Finally starting to feel like, you know what? I, I mean, I walked into Bed Bath & Beyond. I saw Christmas holiday music, and I saw Christmas themes. Just getting that time of the year where you're wondering where the heck the fall went. Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. We had to take ex- we had to take a week off because you know some some things you just have to you don't know what you got until it's gone. Yep, exactly. Very true. You guys enjoy field hockey? Yeah, field hockey championship at Delaware. Good times. Great. Got to watch a little bit yeah. of football on Saturday too. And I then I know food. you're. I watched football on Friday and Sunday. Yeah, football, the women's soccer. CA champs. Yep. Congratulations to both Delaware and Hofstra last weekend in their respective sports. Right. Yeah, it was good. Good, Very exciting good. weekend, uh, exactly. and men's soccer this weekend. Um, that Saturday, it was a full slate of games, and it wasn't without uh, some drama Ooh, down in drama. Iran. So uh, I feel like we gotta give some give Towson some love because you know they they've seen it to just turn it on the past two games. You know, somebody just lit a fire up there in, in uh, Towson, almost took down another top CA squad. Um, and if you look uh, down the season, they got uh, William and Mary left. So they could really end their, their season on a high note. What, what are your thoughts on Towson right now? I think it's very similar to last year, It is Tim. Very similar. Team found its, found its uh, itch late in the season, found ways to win, and ended on a winning streak and unfortunately didn't carry over to the start of this season. But uh, once again, uh, you know, the, the, the injury bug hurt this team for the second year in a row. I mean, we're just finally seeing Shane Simpson for the first time, really, this year starting to play, and he's still kind of sporadically playing in their lineup. Uh, you know, and it took for a, lo- a long time for Ryan Stover, the freshman quarterback, to find uh, the, his rhythm and his, comf- you know, being comfortable at playing at this level. But, man, he played lights out, I thought, last Saturday. Made a lot of plays. Even caught a, caught a touchdown, too. So, I mean, he, he's, uh, he's definitely feeling comfortable out there now. And Towson, you kind of saw maybe, you know, we could all agree that Villanova and Richmond were different at the beginning of the year than they are now, things yep. like that. Five straight weeks of playing a ranked opponent. Obviously, you beat Delaware. Really tough to go to Elon, score 17 points in the fourth quarter. Usually teams that do that, you know, to yep. tie the game and then go into overtime, two overtimes, mm-hmm. really tough way to end it. But it, it's got to be mentally hard, too, when you know how many losses or you know where you're at in the standings to say, like, we got to finish the season strong because obviously coaches know that they can, that can carry over into the off season. But they have an opportunity to finish with a winning season. You look at that schedule the rest of the way. I mean, William and Mary and Rhode Island. Not saying that they're gimmies by any means, but that puts them at six wins, I believe, Tim. And you know, a few weeks ago when this team was just struggling so bad, so mightily, just even getting across midfield, now has found an offensive rhythm. And now, you know, with two wins or not, you know, they lost. Actually, they can't finish with six wins. They would be five. So, but either way, you know, they can still finish on a high note with 500 season. Yeah, and hopefully they can, you know, carry that momentum going into next year. 
But moving on to this weekend, uh, we have the old I-64 rivalry, Ooh. Richmond JMU. Mm-hmm. Now I, I know this one mm-hmm. looks like it looks a bit lopsided on paper, but I mean, just like so many other JMU versus whoever game, it proves to be a, a good game every every time they meet. It's indeed does, especially because the team that Richmond I, I definitely think Richmond has the potential to match JMU offensively if yes if any team at this point in the year we we need to say like you need to score 14 points against JMU quick like yep. easier said than done but I think we all could also agree that Richmond is one of those teams that has the capability yeah I mean they're this is JMU's toughest test if you're looking at their defense yep this year you know against any team that includes East Carolina I think they're playing this is the most talent they're facing on the outside and by far the best quarterback they faced all year. Let's not forget, too, 2015, the last time the Spiders <sighs> Man, visited was, for mean, that these, game day. That feels day, like yeah. it was eight years ago, oh, by know, the way, doesn't like, it? it? Yeah. But these it last does. two years, these two teams have faced off. I mean, last year was <laughs> oh insane. Gosh. Both, they fa- that, both teams have scored over 40 points, including yep. a 59-point outing for Richmond. I mean, Seven I, touchdowns, zero interceptions for Laletta, over 400 yards it, per game in the last two outings. But I think the key is going to have to be if Richmond's got to find some balance. I mm-hmm. don't know. As great as Kyle Lawletta is, and we've been praising him all year, I don't know if he could sit back there and throw it fifty, 50 times. times and with the and win, uh, just and because then, of <laughs> the talent on Jamie's defense. I just you know they're going to pin yep. their ears back if they shut the run early. They're just going to pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. And then you and, know JMU fans are going to be besides like yeah. you know the last home game of the regular season, at, like. If you've ever witnessed a JMU fan on Twitter, if you've everything always kind of comes back. <laughs> you no, know you have to. Everything oh, always yeah. kind of comes back to well, you know, but, but Richmond didn't do it this week. It's always comes oh, back it, to Richmond oh, or yeah. vice versa. There's a so lot of trolling you know, going on this week. You know that both sides are going to be hyped and amped, and it's just leading in. It, it's it's one of those great. I I hope this game continues to keep being being played in November because that's that's yeah. what kind of makes it might not be the the craziest rivalry in this conference but it's the it always means something and it still will yeah, I mean Richmond wins set the table to look forward to um, good yeah. oh and, and and Richmond if they win this game I mean they're you if they were to win this game and then beat William Mary in right I don't I don't see how you leave them out if you beat the number one team yeah with a, you'd have seven you'd be seven and four this is saying that they beat William Mary seven and four uh with their schedule too playing at Sam Houston I think that has to matter too yeah. but I, again you know always know selection Sunday as it gets closer, things eventually work its way out, but it's just it's still going to be crazy every year. I mean, if you look at their if, – if Richmond were to win out, they don't have any bad losses. Correct. None. Correct. So – and then you go back-to-back wins on the road against ranked opponents. Villanova was ranked last week. And if you're able to beat JMU somehow, I mean, I don't see how you don't leave them out, but – and then JMU can essentially solidify solidify the number one seed. Yep. And, I mean, pretty much, you, I think we could say that they're probably going to be – we know they're going to be home at least one more time. Oh, yeah. If they win here, they, they could be home for two straight games and, and just have that advantage. So, But, yeah, no. This, this Saturday is going to be tremendous. That's going to be another great game. And then so you'd much bet the JMU is also going to be wondering what's Elon going to do because I, I don't think JMU would ever look ahead. But if Elon wins at New Hampshire, A yep. – that would probably be one of their best wins of the year. Yes. B, they'd more importantly stay undefeated in league play to set up the Super Bowl at the end of the year, which no one, I, no, no one in their right mind, not even the diehard Elon fans, could have guessed the potential to have Elon and JMU playing for the CAA title if they both go undefeated entering in. Yeah, I think the biggest difference between uh, JMU of this year and JMU of last year is not every game is, is a gimme. 
Like they've they've really had to earn some. Yep. You know, look, go back to you know one of the first conference games of the year, Delaware. You know, they really gave them a run for their money. Um, Maybe it is that target and how they adjust. And yeah. it, you have seen kind of teams not giving it everything that they have, but you kind of have seen that attitude of they're the defending national champs. We know it. They know it. Everyone's giving them absolutely their best shot. Yeah. So who knows? You might see a, a shocker this weekend. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, uh, we are so close to the playoffs Ooh. that we can almost smell it. I don't know. If it's mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Playoff? And uh, Tim, I know you have some. Uh, I understand you have some bracket projections. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you break it down? Some bracket us. projections. Let's just send SCS a friendly Insider. reminder to people that. Uh, Used to be a 16-team field. Now it is it, true seed. By the way, back in the day, yep. 16, one through 16, 16 plays one, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Now it's 24, which we know in the last three to four years, the committee has not openly said we're going to regionalize and if you're within 400 miles, we're going to play you. But I can guarantee you that has become more of a factor in recent years. So you look at, you know, Craig Haley at stats. Obviously, there's a lot of people. Dom Izzo. A lot of people come up with brackets and a lot of people come up with ideas, but you kind of sit there and look at where CA football is compared to the rest. We know the Valley. Let's not talk about the Valley because we talk about the Valley all the time. But you look at like a big sky. There's a potential for the big sky right now to have four to five teams get to seven or eight wins. So it's just, it's going to come down to ultimately what the committee has proven over the years. If you play a full division one schedule, if that matters, I honestly don't think the rankings matter. The committee has shown that they look at the rankings, but that's not a high factor. It's who did you beat? Did you play a full Division One schedule? Do you have an FBS win? And what has your conference done? Yep. So I think that, that you look at Craig Haley's latest projection. Number one, JMU, that, that's obvious. Number three, North Dakota State after that loss to South Dakota State last weekend. Jacksonville State is a team where we talk about JMU winning 21. Yeah. Jacksonville State has won over 30 straight in the Ohio Valley. Wow. Just straight conference games and a team. Wow. That in the last couple of years, you don't want to play at home. So yeah. avoid that side of the bracket if you can. Number one, James Madison, and he has Stony Brook and Colgate. That's still p- to be determined in the Patriot, but that's a prime example where you look at it and say, like last year, James Madison playing New Hampshire. Richmond, a couple of years ago, playing William & Mary. Yeah. That is the tough side of regionalization. When you have potential five CAA football teams, it's it's bound to happen where a couple of teams are going to be on the same side. Yeah. Obviously, we're all we all have it in our hand here. Uh, Craig Haley's projections right now. I don't. Do you yes. agree with Elon? If Elon finishes, let's just say for the sake of it, Elon goes one and one of these night. Whoever they lose to, or they go undefeated, there's yeah. no question that they deserve a higher seed than James Madison. Correct? If they if they go undefeated the rest of the way, they would have to oh, be JMU. If they, if they beat JMU, they would have to be seated obviously ahead. Correct? Yeah, yeah I, I guess would, so. Yeah, you would have to think so. And if. The biggest question that I saw, too, like a Delaware, if a Stony Brook, Stony Brook right now, two losses on the season, Wagner at Maine, if Stony Brook, a team in the CAA, I know they didn't play James Madison. I know Stony Brook didn't play Villanova. A a two-loss team in the CAA. I have not heard a lot of people talking about Stony Brook. I don't know if that's right. I don't know if it's wrong. But if you have two losses, I don't see how Stony Brook finishes the year not being seated in the playoffs. What if they go nine and two? If they go nine and two, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not either. I mean, are, are, is your argument here that we should have three seated teams possibly at the end of the? At the end I of think the day? It, it depends on what's going to happen these next two weeks, but I think enough people are not looking at a Delaware or a Stony Brook if yeah. they finish where they finish. I think that I think that's my point. I and think it's, it's just frustration across from people who know the FCS playoffs right now. Two big South teams, a number of Southern Conference teams, and I'm not 
discrediting yeah. either of those conferences, but yeah. the level and the, the teams that those teams have played in conference and beating each other up is not comparable, in my opinion, to what teams have to go through in CA football. No, I, I agree. I think I think if you look at if Elon or JMU, you know, if they both split whatever, either one goes 2-0 and one yeah. goes 1-1, one one, you know what I'm saying. And then Stony Brook wins out. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think there definitely should be three-seeded teams right there. What, that's two nine-and-twos or – you know, or potentially, yeah. Or if JMU goes unbeaten, yeah. and yeah, Elon. You know, yep. I mean, it's fun to think about all that. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's, it'd be crazy to think who could have. I mean, yeah. if Stony Brook and Elon again, it's a big if. There's a it lot of question if. marks, but if Stony Brook and Elon both are seated, unbelievable. It would yep. be remarkable. That would be huge power. But that is an 11 a.m. Uh, selection show Eastern. By the way, yep. two Sundays from now. So we got the Sunday right before Thanksgiving. And remember. Another thing that people often forget, the teams that earn seeds, you are not playing that first weekend. So you yep. go home, you get some nice Thanksgiving dinner, you get some family time. The other teams, it obviously depends on where you draw if you're home. You're having Thanksgiving, and then you got to play on that Saturday. So the advantage to me is uh, keeping the momentum yep. or you stay home and rest up and then prepare for a team who you have to play. And, you know, not to get off the projections, but a team I don't see on his projection – is New Hampshire Wildcats, and I know we were going to touch on this game briefly, but if New Hampshire doesn't beat Elon, if New out. Hampshire doesn't beat Elon, I don't think they have enough quality wins, even with an FBS win. I don't think they have enough quality wins, if, and they they would still have to beat Albany on the road, yes, of course, and finish seven and four. The history of New Hampshire, I think, would have a little bit of an impact, but there's too many teams right now at this day and age, at this time, who are going to finish eight and three, who are going to finish nine and okay. two. That's so, fair. for me, it. That's the low-key, outside of Jamie Richmond, which I think is going to be back and forth, Elon and New Hampshire will tell us a lot about the strength of Elon and will tell us a lot about the fight that New Hampshire has. 38 degrees. You're the weather guy. 38 degrees. Got to be Elon's coldest game of the year. Oh, obviously. 2 o'clock start the senior day for the Wildcats. Really, really big game for Elon, and they've answered the call. And New so Hampshire's many. so good at home. So good, especially this time of year. I mean, they're there. Yeah, this is this is really when they shine. Yeah, they shine, like. and they're they're just so unbent, especially at home. They just you know they just bring a different type of pressure on you. But you know, yes, this is a big test for Elon. Um, you know, but if you're the Phoenix at this point, your mindset's like we really have nothing to lose. Absolutely, I mean, almost every week it's kind of like that a little bit. I think I think a lot of pressure was alleviated after beating Towson. Agreed. I think that's that's huge because really they're in the playoffs no matter what these next two weeks. Essentially, do. I, someone put it well. Someone was like, "I think if you get to eight wins in this league and you have yeah. three losses at the end of the year, their last two games would be New Hampshire and JMU." Even yeah. if even if Elon loses, let's just say someone said, I, "The only way I think you leave Elon out if they lose two is if they lost like by thirty-five points or forty points, exactly. and all of a sudden they have a two-game losing streak that ended badly." But they beat Furman, who's potentially a playoff team. Charleston Southern. Their only other loss would yeah. have been to FBS Toledo, who's really good. Yes. I don't see. Essentially, I, I you're right, but I'm I'm guessing Signetti yeah. is is not obviously. I'm sure he's not thinking I'm that sure at all. He's like, if if you guys think we made you know all these different yeah. things going on, there's they still have a lot to play for. The difference between playing that first weekend and, and staying at home when you're seated is a lot for a team that doesn't have playoff experience too is huge. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like we're always in this position with New Hampshire. At this, especially th- recently, at this point in the season, like the last three or four years, we're like, is this going to be the end? Like, yep. is this not going to? Are, are we going to break the streak this yep. year? And they they somehow pulled off. So I do think, I do think UNH has a good shot going into this one, um, but I think this is a game that all CA fans should have their eyes on this 
this weekend because it's it's probably the most consequential. Yep. It is. Why don't we jump right into three and out? Oh, okay. A little quick jump. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, I know you it's got some questions. Freezing. I got I got my winter jacket on. We don't got the heat turned on over here, but I'm ready to go. Uh, why don't we start off real simple? Um, we're talking playoffs. If you had one suggestion to the FCS playoff committee to make a change, what would it be? Can we go first? I'm going to let you go first because I talked to you before the show oh, about the good old days, about the 16 seeds I know, you and like today the 16 and 24. Uh, would you I'm rather have more teams or would you rather have a true Bobby Broyles? Here's, you know, number one, Bobby Broyles versus number four, Tim McDonald. I David told you this Goliath. before the show and it might, but this is honestly how I feel. I like the way it is. The only change I'd make to it is you don't play a conference opponent until after the second round. Until after the second round. So you could play, you're saying, let's just throw out an example. You could host a conference, or you would not be able to play, regardless of if you played in the regular season, like a Stony Brook yes. did not play a JMU. Yes. You would have to, pl- the only chance you could play them in the 2014 field would be the quarterfinals. Yes. I'm throwing complete regionalization out the window. Okay. Like, you know, if, they, if this means, that, you know, Stony Brook has to go to, let's say, Wofford and then Jacksonville State, then that's the way it has to be. You know, or if they have to go to, or if, you know, for yeah. instance, Delaware has to go all the way out to Western Illinois, or if they win, yeah, you know, a Big Sky school, then that's the way it has okay. to be. I think that's the way. That's I think that's the true way. I, I like the eight teams that get a buy; they're deserving of the buy. Um, and I just I, I I like this format, but I don't like the whole regionalization and seeing CA teams play CA teams. I'm not a fan of that. So if the only rule I would change is quarterfinals is when you can face a CA opponent That'd be or a conference opponent. Okay. My response to that would be I think that is that it's a that's a valued response, but I also think it that'd be incredibly hard to regionalize or match up people because yeah. we know at the end of the day like if five valley teams get in, four CA teams get in, the it would almost be impossible to try to do those matchups. I liked the old way, and I know it sounds weird, but 16 teams. I like the old way, more importantly, because you knew the regular season ends, then the pl- then the first round, second round, quarter, final four. It got to the point. It didn't make it some pageantry. It's not the FBS where you have a couple of weeks off until Frisco. Until then. I hate the buildup and the wait. I like the fact, like the old days, when a CA team could win two games on the road, play the semifinals at home, and then go to – the national championship right before Christmas. Everyone's before Christmas? Fine. Everyone's oh, great. That Saturday before Christmas, the national champion is determined. I liked it that way because it doesn't leave time to certain teams get rest, certain teams get buys. The regionalization, in my opinion, kills teams. That What, F, what makes FCS football fun is seeing a CAA team play a big sky team in Montana, is yeah. seeing a Chattanooga go to Sam Houston State. I know that happened last year, but... It's seeing the different matchups. That's not you play college football because so many people do things differently. I love seeing the mix match of different styles of offense versus is that conference really good? Is this conference really good? I, I hate when teams have to play in the postseason, especially in conference play. Not only do we it makes our jobs harder because you lose But you really don't like the national championship on Saturday, January sixth. I don't. I think it's too late. I think, it, I think it's too late. It I don't really like sets up up. It sets up a bowl-like atmosphere, which I think is great. A national championship bowls atmosphere. Bowls aren't great. No bowls. Uh, well, I just, you know, you look at it, 
and then the timing of it, the, the exposure that they've gotten moving this to the noon kick exposure. before the NFL wildcard games. It's the only football game on. The only football game on. Talking about exposure? Yeah. Talking about exposure. You're not talking about a game. I miss the Friday night TV <laughs> slot. The Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Right? They're, well, That's how it used to it's, be, right? It's weird. Like, JMU last year, Sam Houston State, they kind of base it on who teams play. Like, you get this Friday game. Like, oh, you meant the national championship Did you game. mean this? No, I meant strictly the, the, when it I, I kind of like that, night. too, because it's like right before Christmas, you know, you're out of school break. You can get your boys over, make some popcorn, get some soda, you know? But I feel like you, you have time to rest and you can have the best version of your team I just like the former. That's the all I'm saying. Game. I like the former where it's, it, you know what? Tim McDonald versus Bobby Broyles, David versus Goliath, Goliath versus David. <laughs> don't worry about the conference. I just want a, a straight – that's how you determine a champion, a true seated – don't worry about where you have to fly. If you want to be the best, you have to go play the best or play wherever it is. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Bobby because I, like <laughs> I like the way it is, but I don't – but I will say I'm not a fan of seeing CAA teams play each other, not just because we're, I'm selfish because I work at the conference and you, you want to see – you I want to see how we match up. How you, but yeah, you that's that's what the playoffs are all about is playing other teams. It's the playoffs. It's it's surviving an event. I don't like I would watch North Dakota State playing South Dakota State, but yeah. It doesn't really I would rather watch North Dakota State have to play Elon or mm-hmm. a, a CAA team have to go play another power. That really shows that to me at the end of the yeah. day is the most fun part. I just think for the national champions to play that many weeks in a row it just doesn't feel like a national championship to me if they don't have a break of some sort to kind of enjoy the moment, either go home with their family for Christmas break and then come back and get ready for a big game or something like that. It just seems something just, uh, you know, it, it just it feels like it would go by too fast. They wouldn't get to enjoy the moment or they're still recovering from injuries from the semifinals. They got six days to turn around and mentally prepare for a national championship. I mean, I don't know. I think it just sets the stage for student-athletes a little better to have it in January. Agreed. Tim, you got the next one, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I had the next question. Uh, so Maine, we haven't talked about it yet, but Maine is playing UMass this week. Obviously, a lot of you know different hatred, different little yeah. remarks going on here and there because UMass obviously was in Yankee Conference, was in Atlantic Ten, was in CAA football for a while. UMass left for quote unquote greener pastures, um, is now an independent um, at the FBS level, has two wins this year and has, has struggled. Um, but at the same time, turns out those pastures. Those pastures not were so green. medium green, maybe not green. Maybe they're still grass, trying to grow. I don't know. But Burnt brown. Obviously, they're playing at Fenway Park, which <laughs> would be really cool to go to. Yeah. I, I wish we kind of <laughs> found it in our traveling time or other yep. championship schedules. But, okay, so it got me thinking there's different venues. You can yep. pick outdoor. You can pick indoor. You can pick wherever you want that would legally be able to have a college football game. Okay. Um, another venue outside of a professional ballpark. Another venue yep. outside, and you can't pick, like, a NBA arena because, you yeah. know, that, that's kind of like no, I got a one. national championship I now. So give me your answer for another venue outside of a Fenway Park setting that could take place for a college football game. I think. This is tough. No, they can do this one. You think <laughs> He's and they're going to do this one this because it, they did it for college basketball on a battleship. On a battleship. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. That would be cool. A what big if, battleship out know, in the middle the of the – basketball courts are different. You got you to think about metrics. I know, but the football field – I mean, those battleships. Have you, you seen you one of the battleships? You, it's that, a, you definitely could put a 100-yard AstroTurf football what. field on there. You want to call the replay booth after, after uh, <laughs> Jimmy Owens catches the ball and runs off the deck? You put the replay booth up in the command center. He runs off the deck and we got to go fetch him out of the water? Yeah. Man overboard. Student athlete. Lead. No, student I, athlete I experience just, guy over here. Hey, hey, just I no, I just think it'd be cool, you know, the, especially with the you know making 
get the military spin. I, those battleships, I've been on many of them. You could definitely put a 100-yard football field on the platform. I mean, I'm sure, you know, today's technology, you can figure out a little bit of a grandstands, you know, for – everyone to come to the game um i just i just think that would be pretty cool um if they could put a runway on a battleship they could put a football field i beat you i think that'd be cool yeah. okay so uh my answer i i thought about battleship too but then i thought about the student <laughs> athlete experience i think my answer would lean towards um some type of i know there's greenhouses in america that are large enough to house uh multiple football fields i know the Mall of America, for example, has, you know, the square footage. I would like to have it inside because I'm an indoor guy. I don't like the elements impacting a game. I, th- I think I would choose like a Mall of America, like an indoor area. <laughs> Great fan experience. That, that would be my pitch. Well, mom and pop want to come to the game. They can also, you know, go down to American Eagle, grab a couple of clothes. We've got a food court. Pick up some Wetzel's pretzels. Yep. Great parking. Parking's already there. you got escalators. I would like to have it in an indoor venue, like a like a shopping mall. Obviously, we would have to we'd have to scout. We'd have to do some homework to see, you know, roof dimensions, other yeah, things. This of that idea nature. is a little half baked. I like this yeah. idea. I I think it's better than a than a battleship because How is it better than battleship? battleship because let's not forget. You know why I win this round, Mike? I think I win this round because, if I recall, Bobby, they had to cancel multiple, not just one, cancel basketball games that were scheduled to take place on a battleship, but had to cancel due to. The slipperiness of the floor because of the fog, because it's at the ocean, a little bit wet. They had to legally – Florida was supposed to start with Georgetown a couple years ago. Remember in Norfolk? They had to cancel that game because of weather. Student-athlete experience, it's all about safety and health. Weather wouldn't play a factor in football, though. It could, though. How are you going to keep the AstroTurf down? You're going to get the old carpet? No one plays on that anymore. Can't, got, can't play. You know can't play. You want to. You want to land a. Sh- you want to land a, a a plane on. You can't play on that. On that hard. I don't even know I, what that's called. I, I think there's enough technology now. They could put that field turf on there somewhere. I, I feel like <laughs> if there's if America has enough engineers to create a uh, an aircraft carrier, I think there's enough engineering know-how to put grass on top of it. True, but true fans like the full fan experience where they can go to the food court at halftime. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure the Eagle. aircraft carrier has a food court. Yep. Mm, I think Mike just said Those, I won without saying it. They got to eat. Yep. Okay, so. Tim, your questions, and I won two of them. What's the third one, Tim? Yeah, oh, Tim. so did we make a decision? Yeah. I didn't hear yeah. it. From oh, the, I won. I think it was pretty obvious. Two yeah. nothing? Okay. Two nothing. Double whammy for the third question, right? Yep. Two for one? Two for one. All right, so obviously Bobby won. Uh, uh, just not <laughs> obvious, but we'll talk. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, you can do the math, Tim. You're you're not going to win, um, so we'll just kind of okay. leave it at that. But right. uh, moving on to the weekend, what what are you guys looking forward to? I'm looking forward to seeing if there is going to be uh, any clarity at all towards the CA championship. If Elon stays unbeaten, if JMU stays unbeaten, if those two teams take care of business, then we can really sit down and talk about, well, both of these teams deserve buys, regardless of who wins next week. It's for the title game, all that stuff. I also want to see, I, and I know I talked about it in this week in State Football, I also want to see Stony Brook's response to playing its final home game, potentially of the year, versus a Wagner team who we all know that they should probably, they should probably beat on paper, hopefully on the field. I want to see that the score and the way Stony Brook plays in that game will let us know if they're ready to finally make that playoff push. If Stony Brook wins another game, I think they're in regardless of if they beat Maine or not. That, that to me, I want to see the statement from Stony Brook. Yeah, no, I, you know, I just add on to what you're saying. I think I'm... You know, I'm going to be looking to see if you'll probably our, be watching Delaware too. Not that's to, the not game to I was your, about to bring sorry. up. I was okay. like, I was going to say it's 
Watch for some spoilers this week. And not that Richmond's a spoiler because they're still fighting for their playoff life, but let's see how these spoiling teams, these maybe even called desperate teams like the Spiders who know the season's on the line, how they how they perform this Saturday. Uh, you know, is the season over? Or are they are they ready to mail it in early in November? Or are they going to play throughout, you know? I mean, even the Rhode Island-Villanova game, that, I think I'm looking at that game honestly. I am for a little bit to see how Rhodey responds against a Villanova team that's struggling offensively. Can Rhode Island pick up another – can they pick up a, a home win on senior day on a season that I feel like they've really turned around in so many spots, even though it doesn't even really show in the win and yet. loss record. Uh, but the UAlbany-Delaware game, I have that one highlighted a little bit. UAlbany played a lot better last week against Stony Brook on the road. Uh, you know, Delaware, they got that big game against Villanova last week of the season that could, you know, the Battle of the Blue. Yeah, it could be their playoff fate on the line. Are they looking ahead? We'll find out. Yeah, that'll be interesting because if, yeah, if Delaware wins, then their their playoff hopes yep. rely on the Battle of the Blue, which I'm sure uh, yep. a lot of fans will, will turn out to see. Oh, yeah. Yep. Add Villanova this year, too. Can't wait. Good night, Canada. Enjoy the games, everyone.